Welcome to Annasbrook Church. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Graham Hislop, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your divine plan and blueprint. I just pray that you just speak in this moment as you're already here with us, that the Word would pierce through between soul and spirit to help us to understand God again, who you are. Like Paul prayed, I pray that you'd be given and granted a spirit today of wisdom and revelation, that you would know Him better. Not know your shame better, not know your guilt better, not know everything that holds you back better, but to know Him better. Jesus, be glorified in this place. In every word and every thought, less of me, Lord, much, much more of you. Move supernaturally, move miraculously. Even as your word has been proclaimed, I again put a demand on you today, Father, that you said that if we ask anything in your name and believe, it shall be done for us. And that signs, wonders and miracles shall follow the preaching of your word. So we put a demand on that as your people, whatever is needed, whatever you see for them too, Lord, that you come and have your way. We glorify you in this place and praying for all the other churches today that are gathering, both at Innersbrooks, but also the wider body today, that you meet your people in a powerful way in Jesus' Name. Amen. 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 Well, this weekend is Pentecost Sunday and uh, it is a special, special day. Acts 2 records what took place on that incredible uh, monumental day. Jesus had told them that He was about to send a helper. Uh, they had not heard of this. They, they'd heard of people, individuals once in a while who were empowered by this person we're about to read of. But Jesus, what He was saying was He wanted His disciples. And remember, this is a year of discipleship, becoming disciples. He wanted His disciples to go away and to wait for Him. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, Acts chapter 2. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what, so they were just sitting like you, we are, maybe not in rows, but they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be, that's important, seemed to be, the best they could come up with. It was tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, all of them not just Jeremiah and Isaiah, not just Ezekiel and Elijah and Elisha and and maybe Samuel and Nathan and other of the special moments, but all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven when they heard this sound. So it's a sound. A crowd, there's a sound. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each of them heard their own language being spoken. Verse 12, amazed and perplexed, they asked each other, what does this all mean? Some, however, mocked them, made fun of them. They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen, will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, 
I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I'll show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and the glorious day of the Lord. And anyone and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible, impossible for death to keep his hold of him. Therefore, verse 36, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were pierced to the heart, cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the apostles, what shall we do then? And Peter replied, repent and get baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children, who are anyone who is far off, for all, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, He warned them and He pleaded with them, save yourself, you've got to listen, save yourself from this corrupt generation. And those who accepted this message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's the day of Pentecost. I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. He is so wonderful. He has become for me one of my very closest friends, the most closest presence that I've ever known. And I love him more and more every day. He has helped me in so many ways, I can't even begin to tell you. And what's weird was that I wasn't always open to him. As a teenager, I got the idea that he might be a little bit weird. Um, but it wasn't so much him. It was some of the people around me and they're still here today. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not. And obviously, obviously, when the Holy Spirit turns up in people's lives and certain things happen, it can, it can just, you know, smash our paradigm. And so as a kid, that would sometimes happen. And uh, obviously, the, He's Spirit. And we like material things, don't we? So... Material things in a material world, aka Madonna, it's hard to understand the spiritual things. Also, he's powerful and he's, he often breaks out of the boxes, particularly the box called the Ark of the Covenant, but he breaks out of the boxes. And, and we don't like things being broken out of boxes, do we? Unless we're the ones deciding what gets broken out of the box. And also, he's invisible to our natural eye. And what's our slogan in the Western world? What you see is what you get. But as God began to do a deeper work in my heart, I met the Holy Spirit. I met Him and I um, experienced Him and He began to do things in my life that, that honestly, I, we don't have, it would be like 24 hours of meetings to talk about them. And um, He's so wonderful and I love Him so much. And I get why Jesus loved Him and depended on Him. He's the kindest, most generous, like He's all-powerful but he's just the most benevolent, loving, his nature. And um, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And then the sound of a wind 
came from heaven. It didn't come from earth. It didn't come from someone who was trying to do something spiritual. It came from heaven. What is Pentecost on the day of Pentecost? Pentecost was actually a Jewish festival and celebration well before Acts 2. These disciples were all together during this festival and celebration. And it's also known as the festival of Shavuot. And the festival of Shavuot is actually signifies in Jewish custom seven weeks after Passover. And the Passover happened in Egypt when the angel of death passed over and those who had the blood over the doorposts were saved. Um, So this is a festival celebrating this. And it's also a festival that celebrates harvest. And the two harvests are actually the barley harvest and the late harvest. And they package it all together in one celebration because it's kind of coming. You know how the, the Americans, you know, they do Thanksgiving. We don't, I don't know what we have equivalent here. What do we have? Labor Day. (laughs) So they had um, Thanksgiving equivalent to thank God for the harvest. And it's important that you take time to give thanks for what God's done in your life. If you don't live thankful, you don't actually live a spiritually planted life. And you might, because we're always like, don't have enough. Fuel price, food price, eggs. What are eggs now? Like they're like mini Cubes of, not the cubes, ovals of gold. Like stuff Bitcoin, should have invested in eggs. That's what you should have done. And, um, but we've got so much to be grateful for. But the second thing that this festival of Shavuot actually celebrates is the giving of the Torah, which is the law. Law came through Moses on Sinai, where it was given on two tablets. Basically, they were, you know, blown away that God would give them his word. And so they celebrated this festival. And this is how they measured it. You want to know? Um, they leave Egypt on, at the Passover moment. Ten days later, they go to Sinai and God gives the law. And then Moses spends 40 days with God on the cloud on the top of Mount Sinai. And then he comes down. And so that is 50 days after Passover, basically, to celebrate. And it coincides the giving of the word, the law, and harvests, okay? Now, what's crazy about this, um, because remember, Acts 2 is, you know, on the day of Pentecost, right? So what's crazy is the similarities between the story of Pentecost, the Jewish celebrations, and what happens in Acts 2. It is staggering. In both stories, you have the people coming to a mountain of the Lord. In In Exodus, it's Mount Sinai. But in Acts, it's Mount Zion. Obadiah 1.17 says that on Mount Zion shall be your deliverance. So Mount Zion's a real significant place. And in both stories, there's thunder. When God gave the law and Moses went up into the cloud, there was what? Thunder. And do you know what's amazing about that word in the, um, the Greek is it's translated to a word called, a Greek word, glossa. And this is the same word that I read in Acts 2 where there was tongues. Same word. The word they use for thunder and tongues is the same word. So there is thunder on Sinai with with the giving of the law. And then there is tongues um, in Acts 2. So you've got glossa in both stories, but in different emphases. In both stories, you've got the mountain of the Lord. In both stories, you've got glossa. You've got thunder and tongues. In both stories, God is going to establish his temple. And of course, in Exodus... It's a story of them building what? A tabernacle. 
And what's the temple in the book of Acts? The believers themselves. So God's people, Peter says, is gonna be living stones. In Exodus, fire comes up from the temple, okay, to consume the sacrifices and God dwells, that fire burns up the sacrifice, a fire of judgment. But in Acts, God's fire will come and settle on people, a fire of empowerment. So you've got all these parallels. You've got the mountain, you've got the glossa, you've got the temple, you've got the fire. In Exodus, Moses will come down from Sinai with a message from God and find the people in sin, worshipping man-made idols. And when Moses finds them, he'll sanction the slaughter of about how many people? 3,000 people. 3,000 people rebelled in their hearts to the law and died that day. Fast forward to Acts, Peter stands on the steps of Mount Zion with a word from God about the Word of God. And what happens? That word pierces their hearts. And how many people are saved that day? 3,000. So we're, what we've got then is a Pentecost story, which is overlaying and overlapping a Jewish story, the story of God. And now what's happening, and this is the last significant piece, how many days after did 3,000 people die after the law was given from Pentecost? 50 days. And so they are there in a festival of Pentecost. And how many days was it that the Holy Spirit was given after Jesus died? 50 days. And so what we've got is we've got God bringing a whole new order, initiated by Jesus, empowering us to be His people and including us now in the story that He was about to tell throughout the ages. So who is the Holy Spirit and what the heck does He do? Number one, He is God. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless, empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. He's mentioned even before Jesus. We read in Jesus' own life though that He is with, the Holy Spirit's with Him all of the way in birth, in baptism, in ministry, in death. Same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, so in, in being raised to life. When the Father smiles over Jesus at His baptism, The Holy Spirit descends on him after the Father saying, what? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit is a person, everybody. Okay? And he is equally God. And and, and there are some denominations that see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Bible. But it's actually God the Son, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he is as much a part of this story as Jesus is, bringing glory to Jesus, of course. Two, the Holy Spirit is the agent of creation. It's actually Jesus who ordained creation, the Word. But I know that um, we get, you know, into situations in our own lives. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was what? Formless, empty, darkness over the surface of the deep. But who's there hovering? The Holy Spirit. Where there is darkness, where there is nothingness, guess who's going to be hovering every time? Holy Spirit, and He can make something out of your nothingness. I know people's lives who have been utterly transformed by the Holy Spirit, not by them, by the Holy Spirit, different people. I mean, you can't keep this stuff up. I was touched at the age of 17 years old. I am now 23. And so you, can, you cannot sustain that for six years. Although I find myself lying at the moment. So anyway, it's been a lot of years. 
Number three, the Holy Spirit brings us freedom from the cross of Jesus. Now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Freedom, did you hear that? And we who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, we're being transformed into His image. With what? Ever depleting glory? Your Christian life is not meant to be ever depleting. Look, like your wrinkles might, <laughs> you know, your face might be ever depleting, but your spirit, it says, is being restored daily and increasing. And, and, and I see a lot of believers, not here, but I see a Hear of a lot of believers and this, like this is the classic one, eh? Yeah, I, I, I realised I don't need the gathering, the church anymore. I'm good. Yeah, you might be good, but I bet you're not growing. You might make it to heaven, but what about your kids? It's the great experiment. I just, I just find it, I'm obviously now banging on about something completely irrelevant, but I find it scary. But let me tell you this, okay? Freedom flows from the scars of Jesus and Holy Spirit delivers it. Hello. And if you need freedom, He's your man. Freedom from addictions, freedom from vices, freedom from generational curses. When our mum died in 2019, I felt a black cloud come over our family. I, just, I had this awful feeling. I didn't tell many people, just told Rebecca. And then I told some pastors and they came around to our house and with all seven of us sitting in the living room, I told them out loud, this is why I've got you around here. I feel something not so good, not so great. I don't know why. I don't know if her death has just brought a wide open door of like the enemy trying to, you know, discourage us as a family or what it is. But we just sat there quietly. They prayed, lifted. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. The Holy Spirit has power. You addicted to that thing you cannot shake? Holy Spirit has the power. And, and sometimes it's like that and other times it's a journey. Same work though, same great work. Holy Spirit for gives us peace, hope and joy or hope, peace and joy. May the God of hope, Romans 15, 13, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow by the power of the Spirit. Does it feel like you could do with more of those? Hope, peace and joy? Holy Spirit. There's no other verse that says lot of exercise will bring you, a lot of money will bring you, a lot of food, and they're all good things. But the Holy Spirit is the greatest thing. And, he, and I've never experienced joy like it. It's joy that makes me wanna cry. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense, but it's peace. And it's anchored in truth. Five, He is the one who fills us to overflowing. First Corinthians six nineteen. Did you not know? that your bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit. I wonder if this is why people don't understand the Holy Spirit, because they're looking too far off in the distance. They're reading this podcast and listening and reading that blog and Holy Spirit's moving. What was the place at the start of the year? Asbury. And people got on aeroplanes. Well, it's weird because the Holy Spirit was going with them on the aeroplane. The reason Asbury had a, you know, the reason they had a revival is they just lifted up Jesus from their hearts and it went on for several weeks. And, and we've got to get out of that thinking that He's not where we are. He is closer than where we are. He is alive in us. And, and you say, oh, but I don't feel it. But what happens if you changed your mind, like renewed your thoughts and started to think, Holy Spirit's with me. Guess what? You'd be sensing, better word than feeling, but sensing. And sometimes you do feel. But it's the truth, it's what God said. And you are a temple for the Holy Spirit. Woohoo! Tune into that. 
So it's a lot better than being a temple for angst and offence and annoyance and 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 um, and politics. Six, he defends us and advocates for us. Okay, get this one, ready? John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father, Jesus said, and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Advocates work on a person's behalf and they have legal rights for them and the person to defend them and represent them. And the Holy Spirit does this actively every day, every waking moment for every one of his believers. He's advocating for you. And who is he advocating towards? Well, all of the powers and principalities, but also unto the Father. Apparently, he's a great prayer. Jesus is praying for you, the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit joins him. And I picture it like this. Jesus is praying to the Father. Hey, you need to help Graham. He just, you know, talks way too much smack. Okay, I'll go tell him. Holy Spirit speaks to my spirit. Okay, I get it. You know, give me a few years. <laughs> uh, and, and he's delivering, deli- but he's advocating as well. He's protecting. He's helping. Number seven, convicts us. John 16, very truly I tell you, Jesus said, it's good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. Now, when he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and about righteousness and judgment. About sin, the Holy Spirit's going to do it. What is the worst sin in the Bible? Ready? Because people do not believe in me. The worst sin is that you don't believe the good news about Jesus and the finished work of the cross. That is the worst sin. Because when you get that, and when you believe that, sin is destroyed. Sin is destroyed over your life, the power of it. And about righteousness, why? Because I'm going to the Father. In other words, I've given them my righteousness. So the Holy Spirit actually convicts us, you're not who you think you are. You're not condemned. You stand right before God by my grace. The Holy Spirit's always trying to remind us of that. And about judgment, why? Because of the, listen to this, the prince of this world now stands condemned. In other words, God is going to judge at the end of time. But this is the shocking part of the story. He's not actually wanting to judge people. He's wanting to judge the accuser. But people stand in the way. Why? Because of sin. Because sin brings us into line. So what's gonna happen? God's gonna clean house but He wants all of us to be what? Picked up and taken out on a new way, out of the way, in a God way, so that judgment can take place without you in it. Isn't that good news? So, you know, sometimes He convicts us and it's a gentle nudge. Other times it's a slap around the chops, Uh, but He's always there and, and it's only ever for our good. Eight, He's our helper. And I'll ask the Father to give you another helper, John 14, 16, to help you and be with you forever. How many of you need help? What I should have asked is, how many of you have kids? <laughs> Adult, grandkids, any kind of kids. How many of you, you know, you're trying to work out what way to go? How many of you are struggling in an area? He's called your helper. He's your helper. He's your personal, personal helper. Number nine, he's a source of boldness. Acts 4.31, when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. The core issue a lot of the times in our life is security, inner identity. And it's funny to me that when the Holy Spirit really gets going in your life, you grow in confidence. You grow in boldness. You feel 
with him, you feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof and you know it's not you, you know it's him. It's, it's you know, it's you, it's not me. 10 is the source of all needed gifts and abilities. 2 Corinthians 1, 6, for this reason I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of hands. Now eagerly desire the greatest gift, 1 Corinthians 12, 31. About these gifts, I don't want you to be uninformed. There's different gifts, same Spirit distributes them. He gives wisdom to another knowledge. Faith, you know, when if you're here and you're like, I wish I had faith, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit coming by hearing God's Word. Even what you're doing right now is building faith in you. Miraculous powers, healing, distinguishing spirits, interpretation of tongues, speaking in tongues, all by the same Holy Spirit who distributes them to each one. I drove into a petrol station in January and um, as I drove in, I pulled up, I immediately heard that voice, his voice. It's not an audible, it's an impression. I looked across the forecourt and saw a woman sitting in her car and the thought was quicker than I could understand, you need to fill her tank with gas. So I pull up and I think, all right, okay, how will I approach this? So I get out of the car and I walk over and I said, hey, this might sound weird, but I need to fill your car with gas. And then she looked at me because I, I don't know if I was paying that much attention. Suddenly I recognise her. It's unbelievable. This is a woman that I actually know who goes to another church in the region and she goes, Pastor, I can't believe this. And I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. Um, Cool, let's just fill your car up, shall we? She said, I was just sitting in my car and I was saying to God, God, you've got to do something. I'm out of gas. She had kids in the car. I'm out of gas and I'm out of money. And she's pulled up at the petrol station. She said, you need to help me. What a gift it is to be used by God. What a gift it is to just, I, honestly, I could tell you thing after thing after thing, another thing will happen this week like that, another thing again in the weekend. Think, wish to him, you can come up. Just, just, he gives us the abilities. Number 11, he leads us. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Did you hear that? Led by the Spirit of God. He, to me, as I've learnt to tune into Him and acknowledge Him every day. Holy Spirit, I need you. I, need, I don't know what to do. Um, I generally know what to do, but, but I don't know what, how to do it like you need me to do it. Help me, um, instruct me. Um, I could just tell you story after story after story after story. I'll just say this. He will lead you to sell when you need to sell, to buy when you need to buy, try when you need to try, go when you need to go, Stay when you need to stay. Sit when you need to sit. Wait when you need to wait. Rise when you need to rise. Speak when you need to speak. And not speak when you really shouldn't speak. And that seems to be the hardest thing for me to do. Amen. When you're led by Him, you have this advantage. Pastor was asked at the end of his life, I shared a few weeks ago, how have you done all these things? He retired, he built buildings, had missions trips in other countries and incredible impact, thousands of people impacted by the gospel. And he was asked, how has one man been able to do this? And he said, what all of us should be able to say, it's never just been one of me. There's two of me. If you could only, if you could walk out with one thing today, it's not one of you. It's two of you. He lives in you. So you have divine advantage. He's a comforter, 12, and I pray the Father will give you another comforter. He will abide with you forever. 
Some of us have skewed the identity of God that we'll never trust that. But He is a comforter. And He's way better than some of the other ways we try to comfort ourselves. We try to medicate our stress and our pain and our suffering and our angst and whatever. But He truly truly is a comforter that will bear righteousness. It will only produce good things. 13, He brings generational empowerment. Acts 2.17. Now this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I'll pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Parents, you need to put this verse up somewhere. Because if your kids are not prophesying, you've got a promise to lay hold of. Your your men, your young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. I don't know if I'm old yet. I'm probably not young. So I'm probably having dreams, visions and prophecies. But I just love that whether you're young or old, the Holy Spirit is generationally impacting you. So the day you say, I'm done, there's nothing left to do for God, I'm overlooked, is the day you've just denied the Holy Spirit's actual function in your life. He is not done with you yet. If you've got breath, there is purpose. Man, that's incredible. 14, the presence of God. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The presentness of God. The glory of God. I can feel it this morning. Since I was overwhelmed in the worship. Why? Because God was with us. Live your life like a thermostat where when you go into rooms, the atmosphere changes. Not because of who you are necessarily, but because God is with you. 15, power. He'll give you power. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 1 Corinthians 2.5, that your faith should not stand on human wisdom, but on the power of God. I was in Auckland a few weekends ago and I prayed for a woman. She was from China, Chinese um, nationalist, you know, coming from China and she got saved, but she came up, preached and I said, I want to pray for anyone after the service who needs it. And so she came up. So she came up and she said, and she goes, um, I think something's in me that shouldn't be in me. And I said, that doesn't sound good. She goes, well, in this country that I'm from, we have all these gods and all these idols and all these things. And I think it's about that. I said, well, we should pray. And she said, okay. So she closed her eyes, said, just lift your hands to the Lord. And, and actually, just I said, put your hand on your stomach and I'm gonna put my hand lightly on your, um, your hand because Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He said that. So I just, I just put my hand there and I said, in the name of Jesus, I command everything that is not right to come out. And she goes, whoa! And I go, are you all right? And she goes, I'm, yeah, I'm good. She goes, but I think there's more in there. So that's all right. I go, that is not all right. I go, that is definitely not all right. Everything has to come out. Close your eyes again. So I said, everything come out in Jesus' Name. And she vomited on the ground. It was great. (laughs) What's great is I wasn't at our church, so I didn't have to bother cleaning it up. It was so fantastic. So she had a little chuck and I can't explain to you what that's about. But what I can explain to you is the tears of joy because that thing came out of her. There's power. Got a sick person in your house? Do what Alicia did. Pray for them first. Pray first. Got a sick neighbour? Goes, I'm saying to my kids, um, Saskia and Judah, and Ruby, Paris and Izzy, I apologise because I didn't do this with you. But Saskia and Judah, I say to them on the way to school, most days, most days, now remember, you're going in to minister to the school. I say, the Holy Spirit's with you, don't I? 
And you can pray for sick kids. You can even pray for teachers. Well, I, I've noticed I can't do it. No one's gonna be calling in the pastors, people. They're not ringing me up saying, come and deal with this thing. So I said, you go there. So you go and be bold. And every day, because they are God's power in representation. And it's cool, Sus, telling me about, you know, telling them about God. And Judah told me the other day, he prayed for his mate who um, tried to do a tail whip on a scooter and couldn't do it. And Judah goes, we should pray about that. And, he, and his friend goes, why? And he goes, well, God likes to help. So he goes, well, can you pray? I can't pray. And so Judah was like, Lord, I just pray for him that he'd do a great tail whip, Lord, in Jesus' Name. So they rip down the ramp, tail whip, land it. I don't care what it's for. It's, you're, you're a vehicle. And I, sorry, Ruby, I never told you to do that. I, I, I should have told you, go for it. It's your, it's your ministry. It's your harvest field. Just go. Because what kids going to, maybe an odd kid will say, no thanks, that's weird. That's fine. But if it's peer to peer. So now I'm going to tell you, flipping go to your work and pray for people. Oh, that's getting strong. I use the word flipping. <laughs> Do they beep it out? Is there automated beeping online? I don't know. Flipping pickles. Seriously. No, no, no. Seriously. Come on, rise up. Because you've got power. And then the last one is this. What? That's not eight, is it? Shivers. 16. 16 is the last one. Draws The Holy Spirit always draws us to Jesus. Okay? So Jesus is, it's weird. I've run out of time to explain it. But in Acts, it says that the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus' um, death on the cross, right? The Holy Spirit was given to Him as a present because He'd done this obedience and sacrifice. And then what did Jesus do? Hey, Father, I really just want to give this Holy Spirit away to all my followers. That's what happened. And that just blows my mind. He's so generous. We don't deserve the Holy Spirit. Jesus, His perfection and His holiness does. But He goes, I've put on you righteousness because you put your faith in me because you believe. So the Holy Spirit's yours now. And I just want to finish with this um, Scripture in Acts 19. Paul goes into Ephesus and says to new disciples, he goes, hey, did you guys um, receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered this, no, we haven't even heard about there's a Holy Spirit. And Paul goes, oh, what baptism did you get? And they go, we got John's baptism. It was a baptism of repentance, which happened before Jesus came. And he goes, oh, sweet. Well, I'll tell you about Jesus. There were 12 of them. And he told them the gospel that Jesus came as man from heaven. He had pure divine blood running through his veins, born of a virgin. And that he gave his life, lived his life perfect, gave his life on a cross. And that actually made a payment that he was able to go into the depths of hell when he was in the grave to take the keys of hell and death. And he also went up into the heavenlies to the true tabernacle and placed his blood on the true altar. That forever, if any of us come to him for forgiveness, we will be forgiven. And he told them and he said, so, what, what say you? And they said, what should we do? How do we get saved? Because people want to know. People wanna know how to be saved from the things that hold them back. And, they, and it's the same as what Paul said, believe in Jesus. So they said, baptise us. And I don't know, do we have a baptismal today? We have a giant shower thing over there, hose, I think they call it. But if you wanna go to the beach later and get baptised, tell me. Rebecca's in Wellington, so I've got all afternoon, all right? But seriously, if you want to get baptised today, I'll take you down the beach and I'll baptise you, okay? But they said, what should we do? Okay, believe and be baptised. So then, whew, then 
they get baptised and then He goes and He goes like this, Holy Spirit, fill each person. And then they were baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I feel like in our generation, we've got this thing going on where we're like, you know, have you been baptised in the Holy Spirit? I don't even know. Well, you might've heard us talk about the Holy Spirit but you don't know the Holy Spirit like that. You've heard His Name, but you didn't know He could be so close. By the way, tomorrow when I wake up, it will be the same thing again. Holy Spirit, I need You. Today, tomorrow is just as important as this moment now, because I've got to live. Hey, James, this man's a Holy Spirit man. And God's gonna just keep filling him over and over and over, over and over and over. And you can hear him in our service. And I think that's just like, that's just to shake some of you guys out of the box. But you know, just new oil, new wine for you, James. New power, new fire, new grace. God's just falling on you right now, just in a new way, in a new way. Tim and Ari are some of the most outstanding people in our church. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, this heart that You've given them for people, that You just multiply it and dreams come true. And Holy Spirit just come and fall on them afresh, afresh in their lives, just afresh. So good, eh? Everyone in this row should put your feet down. Yep, put them down. Holy Spirit, touch this one. Lord, a whole new generation, your sons and your daughters. Come Holy Spirit, shall prophesy. Dream dreams, dream it, dream it, dream it. Dream it, you're outstanding. You got the Word of God in you. By the way, that's a key. If you wanna move in the things of God, get the Word of God and get the power of God. More of the Word of God, the more you'll put a demand on it. Thank you, Lord, for scientific creativity coming from this man. Answers, answers from God. Thank you, God. Fill him with encouragement. Fill him now with encouragement. It's all over. It's all over. The fight's over. Today it all changes. Courage, courage filling your heart. You, my lady, anointed and appointed. You've got great parents. <laughs> That's us. Holy Spirit, come. Nevi, Lord, full. Sorry, it's very close and up personal. Holy Spirit, come, I pray. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. long service come Holy Spirit no link oh receive the Holy Spirit today I honour you thank you Jesus reveal your grace to no link this is this is one of the great heroes of our church thank you come Holy Spirit form come Holy Spirit form Brooke you came from Australia for a reason you went to Australia. Come Holy Spirit, fall. You, you went to Australia for a reason, but you're back for a reason. So come Holy Spirit. I just pray for masses amount of courage for you. Masses. I think that's the issue, not the issue, but I think that's the opportunity is to see yourself the way the Holy Spirit sees and just rely on it completely. Break every um, foul and limited word that's ever been spoken over you. You are so needed in this hour. If you don't know Jesus yet, I'll just pray, you all do, but I'm just saying, thank you, Lord. Just come, 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 full Holy Spirit. 
full, Holy Spirit, full. full. You know, one of the great keys is actually hunger. Did you know that? When you get hungry for God, you go to whole new levels. You know, when you thirst for God, He meets you. It's pretty powerful stuff, isn't it? Come Holy Spirit on each one. I'll just pray for one one more, one more. Nick, I'll just pray for you. Come Holy Spirit and fall upon this man. Thank you, God. There's a, you know, there is a massive light that shines that come from the innermost part of who you are. Let every word and every syllable be glorifying to God. Thank you, Lord. Sorry. <clears throat> There's a general time limit on proceedings. Hey, Jared. Although that's not Jared, is it? Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Okay. What I'm going to just ask is if you're here and you do not know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender to Him. At the end of that moment, uh, we will close the service um, that we will end. And if you need to go, you can go. But um, I'd love just to pray for anybody after that who would just love to receive and to be filled right up, filled right up today. You know, even if I pray for you already, but you're like, Lord, I just need you in a new way. At the end, after we close the service, you can come. And, and it might be a bit different if you're new today. Um, man, it's quite different if you're new today. But if you're new today, you, you might just talk to yourself out there. There might not be that many people who will talk to you. So just have a chat amongst yourselves. But if you just need God and if you're new and you need God in your life, I, I wanna pray for you and I'll, I'll just make myself available the whole, and the ministry team as well. So can I just ask that every head would be bowed and every eye would be closed. And if today you're here, you do not know Jesus and you've never put your faith in Him, you've never actually, you know, truly surrendered to Him. He's moving right now in, in your heart and in your life. It, it, it doesn't make sense until He's in the picture. Life doesn't make sense. The past will make no sense. The present, it's hard to make sense of it. And the future is completely unknown to the person who does not have Christ at the centre. But to the person who does, it's real. What I've talked about today is real. You can know Him, you can experience Him. You can have peace that comes from Him. And it only comes by what Paul said, simply believing, accepting and believing. And there's people in the room today and you're not ready to do that. And I would not pressure you to. I think that you keep coming back. I think you keep hearing. But I would say to you, don't, you know, just be careful. Just be careful that the, the, the message, the good news isn't snatched from your heart, but you're on a journey. But I know there's other people here right now. I know. And you're not right with God and you want to be right with God. And you're not in relationship with Him and you want to be in relationship with Him. You've been trying to do it all your own, own way. You've tried other philosophies, maybe even other religions. But nothing, nothing has worked. And we just literally want to give an opportunity today to come to Jesus and to put our faith in Him, to say out loud, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in what you've done. And the Bible says you will be saved. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. You might be, no, you will be saved. And, uh, and I'm gonna lead everybody in a prayer because there's people here today, you know, the beautiful thing about Jesus is He does forgive our sins. He removes them. 
Wow, imagine being free, totally free. Having the past totally wiped clean. That's what happens when we call on Him. And so on the count of three, I wanna include anybody and everybody. Maybe you once had a relationship with Him, but you've slipped away, you've drifted away. Maybe others of you, you've never heard this message today of salvation from Jesus by trusting Him. Maybe, maybe others of you, you don't even know what the heck is going on, but something's happening inside, you know it is. And I wanna encourage you, we're gonna pray. We're gonna believe God. So with eyes closed, heads bowed. On the count of three, I want you to say, Graham, pray for me. Pray for me that I'd know Jesus. I wanna come to Him, I wanna surrender to Him. I wanna know His forgiveness and His love in my life. I'm gonna ask you on the count of three, lift your hand, I'll acknowledge it. And then I'm gonna lead everybody in a prayer. Everyone's gonna pray out loud. But those of you who lift your hands right now, I want you to lift it. He's saying, yep, Graham, that's me. I need Jesus. One, two, three. Lift it up as high as it can go for me. Right up in the air. Yep. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yep. Who else here? You're saying, yep, that's me, Graham. I need Jesus today in my life. Thank you, Lord. So awesome. So awesome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Okay, you can put your hands down. Everybody, you can put your hands together. Come on, let's congratulate those. And, I, and I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask that we pray this prayer out loud, okay? I want everyone to pray it. And those of you who lifted your hand, I want you to pray it with everything you've got. So dear Heavenly Father, come to you today. Thank you for Jesus who died for me and rose again to take my sin upon Him and my old nature. I pray today, that You'd invade my heart and put in me a new heart, a new spirit. I put my faith in You. It's all I can do. I offer You myself. Do something with it that only You can do. And Holy Spirit, come invade my heart and life too. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.